2020 podcast. What? It's a 2020 podcast. What? It's 2020 podcast, bro. What? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What up? What up? What up? Demon, this, demon. this is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host Nathan McFly with Shinigo Quarantine Poppy. You know what I'm saying? He's up. <laughs> you already know you got that that old school flow that you got that old four on you right now jesus christ i got that 187 same nick holla at me Woo! good old days good old days <laughs> word up shout out to fat boy word up <laughs> <laughs> no fat boy is 184 nah man mm. Nah, 184 was that was that other cat, that other Dominican cat in the in the bodega. Oh wow, Shoot. remember that? We t- bro, we talking about like almost 20 years ago. <laughs> eh, diablo. Yeah, I wonder where these fucking fat cats at right now, man. Word. 20 years later, God bless. Word up, man. I, I want yo. So you know what I want to know, bro? Yo, you remember the first first time we all we all got together and went out there, and we were just we were just looking for somewhere to cop, bro. And then some nigga just pulled me into the Chinese food restaurant, bro. Yes, wow. <laughs> Niggas ain't even know where I went. <laughs> yes. Yo, wow. I never yeah, forget right that. Right there, one eight seven. Yo, nah, it was on it was on 143rd. We're going towards City College, bro, on Broadway. Oh shit! Yeah, bro. That was a Chinese food spot. Was yeah. it? It was the Pepsi. It was nah. Wasn't it the deli with the? Nah, we we talking. We chatting. <laughs> we chatting crazy right now. Man, nah, this shit yeah. happened like you said twenty years ago, but like, it ain't nothing. Yo, yeah. them niggas probably still eating right now, nigga. Right. Yo, I'll never forget, but he's like, yo, daddy, what you looking for, daddy? I mean, I got it all. You let me know what you need. What you need? I'm like, damn, yo, I need like an onion real quick. Oh man, daddy, you wasting my time. I'm like, yo, what do you want me to do? You don't want to, th- you don't want to fucking pull me in here. Like, if you were gonna be the Lord and Savior, what's going on? I'll never forget, nigga. Actually, for my ID and everything, I was like, alright, we out. That's real. The good old days. Yeah. Shit. Yes, beautiful days, man. Shout out to City College, man. <laughs> Shout out to One Four Fifth and Broadway. Woo! Yes. Yes, sir. Good old days, man. Good old days. What's going on, bro? How was uh, how was your week been? How's that uh, quarantining going? My nigga, even though we quarantining and working from home and all that, but thank God it's fucking Friday. Yeah, I'm ready to throw my lap. I'm I'm literally ready to throw my laptop off the balcony. (laughs) Like y'all, I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) <laughs> but um Nah yeah But um I'm good bro I'm good Getting fat You know what I'm saying Doing a lot of smoking <laughs> I just bought a Playstation 4 Where by This nigga just staying home <laughs> So I'm ready to quarantine <laughs> For another three months Out here <laughs> Yo. that fucking Call of Duty Oh okay 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 that's yo, yo, it. yo, and add me, add me, man. Woodrow the God, man. Woodrow the God. Woodrow without the W at the end. The God, T-H-E-G-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no D-A, no D-A, T-H-E. Word. Oh, 
right, that's what's up, man. Yeah, man, uh, same shit here, bro. Working, working like a motherfucker from home. Shit is crazy. Uh, it's just like when Friday comes, I still have like that sigh of relief, like if I was going to work, you know what I mean? Exactly. That shit is wild, B. I mean, I'm trying to like keep the same routine, you know, when I wake up. You know, showering, uh, brush the teeth, you know, get ready. Like, I try to, like, you know, just keep the same routine going through the quarantine. Because right, if I if I fall off on something and then I get back to work, yo, that's just going to be the, the fucking roughest fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, transition ever. So I don't need that. I, I, yo, I, I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. I'm, I'm turning into a neckbeard out here, B. Woo! Like shout out to the my, neck biz, yo. We got teased, bro. Hide that hide that neck biz. Nah, yo, but bro, <laughs> look, I'm not shaving. Beard all down my neck. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not bathing. So I'm out here smelling like I smoked yesterday's blunty. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty motherfucker, son. I'll be feeling the greatest when I take a shower. Like, yo, I should go back to doing this every day. Like, what am I doing? Yo. Oh, every man. time I bathe every three days, I'll be like, yo, why did I why did I wait till Wednesday? Like, what was I thinking? Yo, so what you so what you're telling me is you smell like I a ICW event at Ultimate Fitness Center. Yo, I, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I'm telling you, I smell like, yeah, I smell like, a, I smell like the 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 seat of a neck beard. Yes, so. Oh my god. Straight culo, bro. Straight culo, culo from last week. Rakishi vibes. <laughs> Oh man, stink face all over. Like guys, that. I'm kidding you guys. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, trying to, you know, do a podcast here. So, you know. <laughs> trying to entertain. Trying to entertain. Where, where, where? But um, you know, I wanted uh before we get into it, you know, like you know, like we always say, you know. We, we try to blur the lines and show the parallels between, you know, hip-hop and pro wrestling. But uh, New York hip-hop and hip-hop in general took a blow yesterday, man. Ah, uh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Indeed. R.I.P. Gordo. R.I.P. Frederico. Fred, Frederico. Fred the Godson, man. I mean, it's crazy because, like, I think it was, like, uh... They were saying it was like about 12 or 15 hours before the post of him passing away that he was doing better. Like his fever had left and everything. And then, you know, half a day later, this nigga died. Crazy, man. Crazy, bro. Nah, yeah, it's definitely crazy. Like, New York definitely, you know, he's definitely like an underground, like, legend or some shit like of the new cat like not new new but like he was in every mix bro like he would pop up in everything local like yep. everything new york everything underground like he was steady popping up Ooh, like he... i met him a, i met him quite a few times um in the bx uh my boy fat boy shots of fat boy yeah 
he was really cool with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And he was from he was from that side. He was from Fox, I believe. Oh, okay. So so RP Gordo, man. Yeah, it's man. Just crazy, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to you know Buddha the Future. I met I met him through Buddha, you know, uh you know Buddha from Def Jam and shit. So I met him. Yeah, nigga, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I, I met I had met Fred through him and you know, he, he always seemed like a cool dude. Like I guess like from, you know, the interactions I had with homie. But like you said, man, anything in New York, he was always there, always got love from everybody. Everybody. Like even Fat Joe was saying that that was like his favorite rapper. Like like real real rap shit. Like this nigga had bars for days. When all them smack DVDs were coming out back in the day, Cocaine City, he was all over that shit. All over. Bro, and that nigga's pen was next level, bro. Yeah, B. His bar, yo, dude, the metaphors, oh my God. Out of this world. He done wrote for a lot of niggas, too. Yeah, N- niggas, <laughs> niggas be surprised who he's, who he's written for, man. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, man. You know, he saw his lane and he, he attacked it, man. Made a living off of it, man. I mean, you know. Gotta watch over his family, his kids, wife, and everybody in uh, sleep in paradise, my friend. Word up. R.I.P. R.I.P., man. Uh, transition is always not easy from that to, you know, having to talk about things, but we gotta do it. And one thing that really stuck out to me within, you know, the realms of professional wrestling is uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring is going on, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's one, two, three, fourth week. I think it's its fourth week it's going on right now. And every week is just like a another story that everybody's been wanting to hear. And, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to be that interested in the Jimmy Fly uh, snooker story, but that story was fucking crazy. I've always heard... Little tidbits about this story, about the Dino Bravo story. Now, for younger fans who might be listening to our podcast, Dino Bravo was like, you know, one of those, one of those super heels when we were kids, right or wrong. Like we would see him there, you know, tagging with Earthquake, Andre the Giant, you know, just trying to destroy Hulkamania and all this shit. Oh hell yeah! You know, big motherfucker too from Canada. And yo, bro, he was he. Uh, I remember his uh, run with Earthquake. Yeah. Um. All Canadian. Damn, movie, I, what was his What was his nickname? Uh, I think it was the Canadian Strongman. The Canadian Strongman. That is it. Yeah. Remember he See, had that. Yeah. Remember he had that bench pressing contest with. Uh, I think it was with Ultimate Warrior. Nah, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, that that's when it was like a little more hokey, you know what I mean? And you know, he had a lot of a lot of matches with, you know, with the big names, you know. He had like I said, ha- had um segments with Warrior, segments with Hogan for for months on end, you know what I mean? Cuz uh what you call I think it was Earthquake. Earthquake had, had like a rivalry with Hogan. So this is like that era where everybody was trying to kill Hulkamania and he had he had a a pretty big name within professional wrestling, and I didn't know that he owned his own um, federation in Canada, International Wrestling Federation, and it was like one of the biggest things going in Canada for like about 
I would say like anywhere from like 10 to 12 years. He was the promoter for it. And he was their top star. Like a lot a lot of this shit is like that. Like how Dusty was like a promoter in NWA and he was their top star shit. But he was considered the Hulk Hogan of Canada. Yeah, I was watching that uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, I remember like my favorite Dino Bravo match, I would say was the match that he had with Hercules. Ah, yes. Like, Hercules is a big dude too. Yep. I remember he had a match at uh, WrestleMania 7. It was one of his last matches. It was against uh, Texas Tornado. It was against who? The Texas Tornado. Remember? Kerry Von Erich? Yes. Yeah, bro. And, yo, the funniest shit about that match, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, holy shit. Nobody in this match is alive. Oh, wow. And then I saw another match where it was Dusty Rhodes versus uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Dusty has Sapphire on his side. Macho Man had uh, Sensational Sherry, Queen Sherry. And I'm thinking to myself again, I'm like, holy shit. Literally, nobody in this match is alive. All four of them are dead. That's crazy. That's sad. Yeah, it's sad, but just insane, man. Insane. But getting back to the Dino Bravo story, there was a lot of things that I didn't know. Like, when they kill homie, he was shot 11 times. He was shot four times in the chest and seven in the face. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, dude. And he was in, he was basically in the mob. Uh, a person who was known as the father of the mob in Montreal. Like, he, he was known to kind of, like, put pushed in that mo- that mafia mentality and, and all the connections into into Canada. That was his uncle. So he was he was connected to the mob from birth. And his name was Vic, Vic something. I, I can't remember the last name. But, you know, he, he had all these mob ties. And after wrestling... He he went straight into selling illegal cigarettes. That's a big thing in Canada, even to this day. Like they're they're saying, like contraband cigarettes is like the biggest sell in Canada. Hey, come on, Dino, take a couple of these cigarettes for me. Come on, it's your Uncle Vic. Yo, and, and the thing is, he was the one that got the plug, so he was the plug. Cause he, mm. they said that he got it from the natives, from the Native Americans that were making the cigarettes. And so he, while so while he's fighting and wrestling in WWF, nah, he's making these moves. Nah, 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 nah. It was towards, it was towards like the tail end. He was making the connections and and kind of like doing it a little bit from what Rick Martel said. Like he was the only one who Dino Brown would speak to about these like, about these you know moves that he'd been making. And they said this was like towards the tail end of his WWF career where he was about to, you know, leave already. Not for nothing. One thing that also surprised me is the money that these wrestlers was making in the 80s, bro. Yo, Dino Bravo got a $300,000 contract from Vince McMahon that with all the incentives in it was worth a little over a million dollars towards the end of the contract. Wow, that's what's up. You know what I mean? So, like... That that's big money. That that's another thing. That shit is big money. But um 
Yeah, so he he had he had a nice uh nice little connection with the Native Americans in, in Canada because the Native Americans were big wrestling fans from what Rick Martel said. And they loved Dino Bravo. That was like their favorite wrestler. So they, like that off the connection of wrestling itself, he already had that he already had that plug right there. And you know, then then he said there's something about like cocaine dealers wanted to get into the illegal cigarette business because they seen how much money was moving through that shit. Like the packs were they were getting cartons for I think he said like four or five dollars. Wow. So imagine imagine the break off on that. You know what I'm saying? So this whole thing supposedly the connections here with uh with with uh Rick Martel has said and what the investigators were, were investigating, they were talking about a deal that was supposed to go down that was like four hundred thousand dollars worth of of cigarettes, illegal cigarettes at a warehouse that Dino Bravo picked up for these these cocaine dealers to come and get them, but they left it there for three days, and when they went to go pick it up, niggas got busted. They bust the whole trap. Everything got fucked up. Then a week later, Dino Bravo was murdered. I mean, I mean, it sounds like maybe Dino was, you know, compromised, bro. Maybe the cops had, you know, got him, and they thought he would talk. Mafia thought that he would talk. But now they're saying that it might have been, maybe uh, the Native Americans or those or those dealers, them cocaine dealers, that might have got him. Damn, so Dino just was, he was out there. He was out there. The boy was out there. And then they found 55000 in cash and like another, like $100,000 worth of cigarettes in his in his crib. And, and they never tied it to the fucking investigation. Wow. You know, it's just a lot of stuff in that story. And it was, it was a really, really crazy, crazy story, bro. They talked about like, how he got into working with the mob after wrestling. He was just an enforcer because he was a big nigga. So they're like, yo, just stick Dino on that dude because he already had a temper. So he was all right. He was out here just roughhousing niggas, bro. <laughs> That's what's up. I always liked Dino Bravo. I mean, he never really had a, like a big, huge push or nothing like that. But yeah. he was always like just a, he was like kind of in that realm of, uh, like Coco Beware, like he was just always he always had a slot. Yeah, like and it's funny because like I seen some of the promos that he did. You remember how he used to get hype and jump all over the place? Yeah, he used to kind of like um, punch his chest almost. Like yeah. His chest. <laughs> yo, I was watching that. I'm like, yo, this this big motherfucker jump around the line. He be getting hype. Yeah, he was big in the ring. Yo. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it was it was crazy, man. I mean that that whole story is nuts. And then the one thing that you know I also noticed about Dark Side of the Ring was at least WWE didn't look bad in this one, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. WWE is <laughs> looking crazy in this fucking second season, bro. Niggas is looking crazy out here, and. I mean, honestly, real quick, just now that you said that, it just reminded me that um, I seen a report of like ways. I think I think there was like an interview with Triple H, and Triple H was like talking about ways that they're like preventing the the spread of like the coronavirus while in the ring. Mm-hmm. 
and how they're like numerous times during the matches, like they're changing the turnbuckles, they're changing the ropes. Yeah. Um, they're doing like a lot of stuff like separately, you know what I'm saying? And and they're, sp- they're spraying like some type of spray that kills the coronavirus on the ring and shit. So I thought that was pretty. I thought, I thought that was pretty cool that they're doing all that, you know. While I mean, they got They got to try to keep the workers safe, and th- this is kind of stuff that they don't even talk about. Like it's not not that they don't talk about it. It's just not blasted out there, just like all the other shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like they put out a lot of the negative. Yeah, yeah I think that's pretty dope that they do that. No, that that is dope, and they got the money for that. You know, they got the money to do it, so they're using it towards, uh, I guess you could say, a good cause. You know what I'm saying? And now that we're on the WWE uh, topic, their first quarter numbers came out, and they actually made a profit. And a lot of people saying that, you know, and then Vince said that, you know, the first quarter numbers weren't affected by the coronavirus. But yet, when he laid off whoever he laid off, put whoever he did on furlough, he said it was because of, you know, the state of what the world is going through. And I think people tend to forget the first quarter is just the first three months of the year. You know what I'm saying? All this, all, all this, like, you know, stopping of live events happened halfway through that third month. So just think about the money they made from uh Royal Rumble and uh, damn what was the other there, there was another uh fuck man now I gotta see this shit right now <laughs> but there was another pay-per-view that happened if I'm not mistaken in early March no um yeah look they had they had um like I said, they had uh, what you gonna call it, fucking Royal Rumble, in January. They had the take the takeover, the NXT takeover in Portland. They had the Super Showdown in in Saudi Arabia, and then Elimination Chamber March eighth, right? So, just just with that alone, that was all that was all positives right there. They were making money off of that. They were making money off live shows and shows they were doing throughout the week as well. With you know the little the little local shows they would do, right. and that I think that ties a lot into their first quarter numbers, and you know they're proje- and then everything is projected now. Like what they did with all these cuts and all that shit is because of what they're projecting of what may happen or how how it may look months out going into the next quarter. Like they don't know where they're gonna be in June. They they could be they they talked about they lost like I think it was like over a hundred million something dollars not having WrestleMania the way they were supposed to have it. They lost a lot of money there, and they're just gonna keep losing as as it goes because the the ratings on TV just hit below two million. Is that like one point eight one point nine? So I like I I feel like everybody sees that here's what he says there. And then tries to tie it in to whatever he did the week before, like all of all the all these cutbacks is to make sure they do make a profit, so the people that are putting in the real money into this into this business 
because now it's you know it, it's a publicly traded business they have to keep all these shareholders happy if they're not making money what happens with shareholders they're going to start selling stock they're going to start pulling out they're going to want their money and, and keep it moving and then what we're going to do with wwe then there's no more there's no more big money in wwe there's going to be even more people like go and then even more people without jobs and all that other shit. And then they're going to still look bad because they had to do that too. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, honestly, like, again, like, it's 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 all business at the end of the day. Yeah, it's all business. So, so it's like he's going to run his company as he sees fit. And I, like, I, I give it to him, man. The man has been active. And, you know, what he's doing now with, like, you know, the whole money in the bank, just taking that to the next level. Oh, shit, yeah. We're going to get into that when we get out of here. <laughs> We're going to get into that shit. But, uh, like, I just feel that that he's not getting credit to where credit is due. And they're just looking for all the negatives. Like, there's a report out right now that AEW is going to take advantage of the... Essential business law they put in for entertainment in Florida, and they're gonna start taping live shows starting May fifth. I just want to see how much backlash they're gonna get for doing this. It's definitely not gonna be on the same realm as WWE because everybody's gonna point out, oh well, they gave their they gave their talent a month or so to rest. Like they're over here looking into avenues in order to hold their next pay per view event. You know, they're not slowing down themselves. You know what I mean? They're not slowing down themselves. And then and then there was another report talking about a lot of the people they got that got bought out of their contracts and let go from WWE, they were already going to get let go regardless. Right. This this shit just all came in at the wrong time. Yo. <clears throat> again, bro. I don't I we can't like, nobody's going to talk about AEW following WWE's footsteps. Like, any shit you talk will be like, yeah, but WWE did it too. So it's okay already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? WWE is always putting their, their foot forward, whether it works out or not. They're going to put it their foot forward to try to make some shit happen. So I give it to Vince, man. I really do, man. I really do give it to those guys, yo. Yeah, like, yo, like look at the, like... You could say, like, the semi-corny shit that AEW does. Like, they have this shit called the Bubbly Bunch, where it's like a, a, like a spin-off the Brady's, and they're all, you know, they're all doing their shit, talking to each other through, you know, through FaceTime and shit like that, and it's the inner circle doing it. And they're doing, like, really... Really, they're doing shit that if WWE would be doing, everybody be attacking it. Everybody would be attacking it. Like they did it, some TikTok challenge that I, I've never seen. I'm not because I'm not on fucking TikTok, so I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. But they they did a challenge and shit like that. It should look, you know, it should look a little wild, corny, but you know, it's just a you know, ha have some fun with it because we need some fun during these times right now. Fucking w the challenge, the inner circle, the whole inner circle. They even had fucking Jake Hager dancing like i i've never seen him get like that he didn't want to do anything like that in wwe he wanted to be taken serious in wwe he's an aew dancing you know what i'm saying and then wwe has the viking raiders 
who are supposed to be like these, you know, these tough motherfuckers and, and don't do no corny shit like that, do a karaoke carpool and everybody shits on it. People shitted on it? Yeah. Makes no I sense. Mean, I'm like, I'm like, yo, the, the, the bias, the biasness of everything is, is wild, bro. It's wild. Like, don't get me wrong. I love both. Cause I love the fact that on Wednesdays I can't even fucking, you know, think like, oh my god, what am I gonna watch? So you know what it is? I DVR to both of them. I try to flip through back and forth and then rewatch both shows just to make sure I didn't, you know, miss anything. Yeah. And then there's just other people that just want to hate my nigga, just want to hate. Like it's it's insane, b. It's insane, my nigga. Hate is gonna hate. Haters is going to fucking hate, bro. Like, if... Let's just say this. This is just another example. You know, this week, Kenny Omega was fighting a local talent. Nobody know who the fuck this nigga is. Unless you're, like, from that area. I, I'm pretty sure. Because I didn't even know who the fuck was in the ring with him. And, you know, Kenny made it look like a... Pretty much an even match. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a fucking a throwaway match. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. The the nigga wasn't getting really jobbed out or anything like that. And then people are like, you know, oh that's pretty dope. You know, Kenny putting over a person he don't know. Like you know, just giving props to the match. Let them do that shit with a nigga like Drew McIntyre, or Braun Strowman, or AJ Styles. Let's just say AJ Styles, right? They'll be like, yo, WWE's burying AJ Styles. Why do they have a local jobber look good against AJ? AJ should be creaming this motherfucker. A AJ should be just like beating the shit out of him. Right. And it's that's what I'm saying. That that biased mind state is what is what doesn't make people actually enjoy what they're watching. Like it, it's insane, bro. It's insane. Yeah, Yo, you brought up uh, you brought up Kenny Omega. Yeah. And you know, in the group chat, a question came up about Kenny Omega. Shout out to Bing LP and Shice. Word up! Shout out. <clears throat> um, yeah, shout out to the sponsors too. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Um, but. What was the question about Kenny Omega? It was like, is Kenny Omega... Is Kenny still a top a top talent? Is Kenny still, like, you know, top three, we'll say, in the world? I mean, top three, let's say top ten. I'll say top five. I'll keep it there. Because Kenny got skills, bro. I'm not going to take that away from him. Kenny, Kenny is... Kenny's dope. Oh yeah, I know. I fucks with Kenny, but I mean, just like who he's been since he's been in W, um, AEW. Well, AEW, they they're saying that the way he was booked is like what he wanted to be booked as. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a face of a company or like he that he's more into building talent, which all good. If you're if you're an exec the way you say you're an exec, I totally understand that. But then you got Cody out here looking. Looking strong. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Cody's cool in the ring and all that. But he ain't on Kenny's level. And nowhere near it. Right. Exactly. But I just feel that the way Kenny looks in AEW is 
what people were afraid of that was going to happen if he came to WWE. But everybody seems to be very contempt about it. Nobody seems to be talking about like, oh, this nigga looking a little, little suspect out here. Because he is. At the end of the day, he's looking suspect. You know what I'm saying? But if the plan is that he's not going to be your top guy, which I don't know why, then okay, whatever. Then you guys are moving forward with the plan you guys wanted to do. But niggas can't fault anything, bro. You know, it's just the way, like, his promos come out and the way he is. Like, sometimes in a ring, he, he looks like he's just, you know, full of himself. And that, <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a little bit going towards, like, you know, that cleaner gimmick he had when he was with the Bullet Club. But it's not all the way there. And that's why I feel like, to me, that should look suspect. Yeah, man. I had super high hopes. Super high hopes. When this whole AEW shit was forming. I mean, you know, just in regards to Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. I'm just not getting what I thought. And it's just like, damn, it's almost like they're kind of wasting him. Kind of. You know, he's obviously young and there's a lot of time and shit. But it's like, damn, I don't know. Like the matches, the matches he could have had in WWE with just certain people, you know, naming one who's been talking all the shit in the world, Seth Rollins, uh, a match with AJ Styles, uh, Jesus Lord, even imagine him in that, in that, uh, Boneyard match with Undertaker, just the shit they could have done. Um, wow. You know, you got Edge back. Imagine him in a match with Edge. Imagine him in a, in a match with Randy Orton. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I, I could I could keep going. You know, like, there's a lot of potential rivalries in WWE that I feel like he could have, you know, capitalized off. And I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have buried this motherfucker, bro. There's no way. But as we see, there is a way. And... I just feel like he should be he should be at the top of the food chain when it comes to AEW. Cuz he had a great rivalry with uh Dean Ambrose and I feel well, like damn, I said Dean Ambrose. Look at that shit. <laughs> with uh <laughs> with John Moxley and I feel like they could really really bring that back, but he got the championship gold right now with uh Hangman Page and we haven't seen that 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 belt being defended. Maybe it's because of the coronavirus. All good, but I feel like they could they could really defend. I just hope Adam Page is good because he hasn't been on TV or anything. I hope he's alright. I w- I wonder what what kind of money they threw at. Uh, I wonder what kind of money WWE threw at Kenny Omega, and That's, he turned it down. They were talking about like that. A lot of people are saying AJ Styles money. When they say AJ Styles money, that's multi million dollars. Mm. You know, so I don't know, man. Yo, imagine Kenny Omega versus Brock Lesnar. Honestly, what what about like Kenny Omega versus fucking like Alistair Black and shit? That would have been tough. Him versus Daniel Bryan. Word him versus Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Yes, Bryan, Mister Danielson. I mean, let's see what happens. You know, the start of uh, 2020 has been 
pretty, pretty fucking real to say the least. So we haven't seen the full potential of a lot of things that are supposed to be coming into fruition. So let's see what happens, man. And uh, yo, shout out to both companies, you know, for using local talent, even if it's in a jobber match or in just a regular match where they get to, you know, have a couple of moves, moves here and there. But they just lose. I mean, shout out to them for doing that, man. You know, these local talents, they need the not only the camera, but the money as well, you know? Mansoor vibes. Mansoor. Mansoor was out here a couple of, a couple of months ago, too. He was out here in Queens. Oh, in Queens? Specifically? Yeah, um, doing what? Uh, Evolve Wrestling. It's like a... Yeah, yeah, I was like yeah. a partner of WWE. Yeah, he was out there in Laboon. Not with, not with Camelo, wow. but with Evolve, you know? Wildin'. <laughs> Wildin', right? Niggas in VIP. Catching the, <laughs> <catching> the W. <laughs> but um, another thing that's out there, uh, the Revival. The Revival, you know, through social media platforms, been making some noise since they've been in, uh, out of the WWE. And they changed their name. They're not known as the Revival anymore. They're known as the Revolt. Cash Wielder and Dax Harwood is what they're going to go by. But what? this name is not getting over with indie promotions. They're having a lot of heat on the indies at the moment. Because there's already a tag team called the Revolt from the same neck of the woods, from North Carolina, from the Carolinas, and they've been they've been they've been fucking with the name for five years already. They even put out they even put out a tweet they're like, "Yo, if y'all need if y'all need any merch advice or just advice on being a team, you can holler at us. We've been doing it for five years." <laughs> they said that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this is like a classic example of trying to get creative because like, it's like thinking outside the box, but pressed up right against it. You know what I'm saying? Like the revival, the revolt, like they didn't even like try to like do something different. And a picture of them, of a, of a sample of what supposedly Vince McMahon wanted for them to be, this shit look crazy, man. They look like. Male firefighter strippers. I don't know. It should look wild, bro. Look wild, whatever. And somebody asked him on Twitter, like, yo, please tell me this is this is like not real. Like, this wasn't an idea for you guys. So I think one of them said something like, yo, I plead the fifth or whatever. Like, he didn't want to say nothing about it. But yet they turned it into a shirt. <laughs> That's what's up. You know, I mean, so fuck it. Might as well make some money off that shit, bro. Nah, yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, like, in regards to the name, man, like the great Nazir Jones says, no idea is original. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing, nothing new on the sun. sun. So, you know, these niggas that have been running with the revolt for the last five years and ain't been doing dick with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, it's like, whatever, all right, cool. But they probably didn't even copyright that shit. Nah, nah, because what, what they have... Copyright. I mean, for on the revival side of things, they got FTR, um, f uh, catchphrase, the other catchphrase, forever the revival. Uh, they got their names and all that shit. You know, there was something they were doing like a couple of months out of like not not being on 
on WWE television. So, I mean, they got all that shit going for them. I mean, they're talented. They're definitely going to end up somewhere. And I just, I, I feel like the best place for them to end up, at least to start, you know, getting some, getting some heat and some exposure for them to go to another big company. They should just, they should just go to NWA, bro. That's that Southern Wrestling unit right there, bro. They they'll fucking blossom. Cause they give me those vibes, bro. They give me that NWA, uh, WCW, Atlanta, Georgia, TBS, seven hundred five vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I don't think they're gonna. I don't. I mean, just the idea of going from WWE to NWA. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I would see them going to, especially them, like, I would see them going to AEW. Of course. Of course. Definitely. Because they got, they already have uh, a segment with the Young Bucks, because them and the Young Bucks have been talking shit for years. So they already got a segment right there for them, laid out. But I just feel like them running through, like, competition... Within like you know like the tag that there's a tag team um tournament they do the Crockett Cup for tag teams, and NWA and you know you you get you get uh tag teams from different different uh promotions and everything coming in. I just feel like they fit that mold. You know what I'm saying? And them being there for a couple of months and then headed to AEW, why not, bro? You know, like I it's just like any of these wrestlers. Once they. Once they leave, they want to go through the indies. They just want to chill, just go and, and fight whoever they can, who they didn't have a chance to fight. They even put put out a list. Yo, is NWA based out of Georgia? Yeah. All right, well, Georgia's about to reopen up, so. Exactly, Georgia and Texas. Where maybe them going to NWA now that Georgia's opening up. That'll be a good look for them. Because they're going to get some shine. Yeah, but um, I them opening up, I don't know if that's for, um, you know, live, you know, going to a live show and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I thought NWA had the TV show, no? Yeah, they got they got the TV show by, you know, just having a crowd. Like, I don't know if they're in there, they're, you know, going with that crowd, that crowd shit yet. They're opening it up to like you know for people to go to work and you know like shit like that, but I just feel like you know it's gonna be we're we're a little we're a little away from from us actually seeing you know live events with people in it, regardless of how big the show is. You know what I'm saying? If we get like to fifty fifty heads, you know, under a thousand, then then we're, we're talking something different. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying they were talking about opening up restaurants, bars. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, restaurants and bars, going you, they don't even give a fuck, do they? <laughs> Barely not. Wow, them niggas don't care, bro. Yeah, look it up, bro. Shit is crazy. <sighs> I don't even want to look it up, bro. That that shit just like it, it's. It's mind-boggling, my nigga. <laughs> like I can't, I can't even like think of why they would want to open up bars right now. 
Yo, imagine the fucking microbials living in fucking Kelly's right now. Oh my god. Yo, Kelly's would need to be burned down and then rebuilt. Porque Seriously. los microbios de ahí, my nigga, is y los ratones. Oh my god, los ratones, baby. They out there. They're feeding off of that microbio right now. <laughs> niggas done, they don't turn fucking Kelly's into a speakeasy. Oh my god, bro. Not a good thing, man. Not a good thing. Shout out to Kelly's. <laughs> Where they sponsored the softball team. <laughs> For real. Shoot, you got shot him out, man. Oh, I, had good times. I had some good times at Kelly's. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I said, yo, they put out a list of people they 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 want to fight. Like this this is something that started with Cody. You know what I'm saying? Like Cody when he left WWE on good terms, he put out a list of people that he wanted to match with before he would ever you know, like sign with another promotion. And that's what a lot of people's been doing, you know, putting out all these lists and shit and I was kind of excited to see who they wanted to go up against. Like, the first people on the list was G.O.D. Why not? That shit had me like, I was like, word, my nigga? I was like, okay. That'll be fire, though. Hell yeah, that'll be fire, bro. Them going up against the uh, G.O.D. or uh, who else they had on that list? They had a couple of people. Of course, they had the Young Bucks there. Um... Shit, man. I can't even remember, bro. It's a couple of names, man. But they had a couple of people there, and I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, they had the Briscoes there from uh, ROH. I'm like, yo, this is this is something good right here, man. This is something that, you know, that can actually gain some traction, gain some noise. But yo, what was that. it that uh, CPO was tagged up with? Uh, CPO. I know it was the Villain Enterprise. It was him. The other big dude they got over there. Brody, yeah, you know uh, Bro- King, uh, Brody King. You know I got to shout out CPO. And you know I got to shout out the motherfucking Nation of Domination. Hey. Shit, I was on my bullshit. Shout out to the sponsor once again. Once again. Shout out to, shout out to Uptown, baby. Shout out to Lucci. <laughs> Where yo, Lucci got something coming, bro. He's seen he's seen a new promotion coming up during this quarantine shit. He's like, yo, I need he's like, I want in. Nah, he about to make moves. Lucci out here ready. Shout out to Lucci, man. But uh another thing I seen, uh oh, shout out to Rob Gronkowski. The newly, oh, yeah. the newly minted uh, tight end for the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's funny because uh, WWE put out a tweet congratulating him and, you know, naming, naming him because he's the current 24-7 champ. And then he's, they're like, you know, congratulations on his return to football. But he's they're like, per the rules of the 24-7 title, Gronk must defend his championship at all times in any location. Yo, 
if somehow they work out a fucking deal with the NFL where he catches his first touchdown of of his comeback and then R True comes out of nowhere with the roll up pin for the win. Oh hell no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be so nasty. Yo, that should be so funny though. <laughs> nah, that would be truly disgusting. Yo, what would you like? Yo, you're at let's say you're at BB's with the boys and shit, and we out there we're watching the first Tampa Bay game, and you're like, oh shit, Rob Gronkowski caught a touchdown. Yo, what? What? What's going on? And this dude come out of nowhere dressed as security, bro, or a cameraman. <laughs> Rolls that nigga up, and then Gronk Gronk has like a back injury, and he's out for the rest of the season. Exactly, or they lose that game. Oh man, that would be That's so funny, yo! That would be too, hilarious, bro. Too much funk, too much funky shit could go down. <laughs> oh man, that would be so funny. I mean, if there's football this season. That's that's gonna be pretty interesting. Hell yeah! Oh man, another interesting fact is Velveteen Dream. Oh mm. my god! Nah, does that's 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 a nasty man. <laughs> if if all is true, that is a nasty man, my friend. I mean, why wouldn't it be true? What what's the what's the exact story? All right, I know the so situation. so some random. Teen, I guess you could say, because they're saying it's a teenager, 15, 16 years old, was like trying to get some info on trying to communicate herself with the WWE because uh, the dream is like sending her nudes. Right? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so screenshotted everything. And once the screenshot started going up, people started actually seeing like certain things that looked off where it was like the verification check uh, on his name on Instagram uh, on the screenshot picture looked a lot bigger than what it usually looks like on certain phones and then they seen like little little lines which indicated shit was photoshopped but not correctly uh, there's a whole bunch of shit. It was just, it was, everybody's like, yo, look, if I go on, if I go on to my DMs and try to send him a message, look how it looks here and look how it looks on, on the screenshot. Like people, like people caught on to this quick. Oh, so the internet detectives was on it. Oh, they was on it. They was on it, my nigga. They was on it. You know what I'm saying? So. That it's just that, and then he put out a he put out a, a tweet early. He's like, not, he's like, I've he's like, I haven't conversated with anybody in any like you know foul term or whatever it may be. He said it wasn't him. So you know, people get hacked all the time. We've seen that shit happen with celebrities where all they nudes is all over the place now. Can't even put nothing in your phone because it's just directly on the cloud. And but how the hell did Velvet Team Dream even get that girl's number? That's the thing. It's like they're saying that it's all made up, and it's not through a number. It's through um, IG on on the DMs. Mm. But then, but then, a fucking 
another another uh like a screen recording comes out right and it, it it's like you know like how you can send you know like uh voice notes and shit like that so that so the whoever this person is presses on the voice note and the the voice comes out and it says what school do you go to and it kind of sounded like him bro You know, and yeah. so it's just like, damn, it's a lot of shit. Like, it has to be investigated. Like, even he, when he, you know, put out his tweet early, he said that, you know, he's working with a third party to investigate the matter. If this is true, it's sad. It's sad on so many levels because this guy is so talented and, you know, the ceiling wasn't even met yet with him. Like, he has so much talent that it, they could have done so much with this guy. It's also Yo, sad that if it's him, it's fucking disgusting. Quarantine got niggas bugging out out here, bro. Yo, it is disgusting, my guy. If this shit is true. So fucking disgusting. That's your man, too. Yo, I be, I be ruined for the dream, but goddamn, my nigga. Don't make me look out all, all crazy out here. What is going on? Yeah, that's pretty wild, man. Well, you know, I hope that's all bullshit, whatever. But if it's not, man, give that with Team Dream the fuck out of here. Word up, give that motherfucker the boot, bro. Yeah, he don't, he don't deserve to be out here, man. A lot more deserving characters out here. You know what I'm saying? Word up. Ah, oh, man. I mean, uh, shit. You want to end on the Velveteen Dream? Nah, I'll, I'm not ending it there. I can't end it there, bro. <laughs> that shit is too nasty to end it there. But, Please, uh, yeah, we can't. Yo, uh, WWE seems like they're teasing a breakup. So as people might have seen for the last couple of weeks, like TVs glitching, images coming across, all this other shit. Everybody thought that was Killer Cross, but it wasn't. Um, then a hacker character appeared out of nowhere a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, this is was, the same hacker. This is the same that, hacker that's hacking Velveteen Dream. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was him. Maybe it was they're him. That, they're taking a ha hacker character really far. <laughs> but um, this was the same guy that uncovered all that shit that happened with uh Mandy Ziegler Otis. So he said, you know, while showing images of the New Day, Bailey, Sasha, Ms. Morrison talking to each other and all this other stuff. Like, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And a lot of people are speculating maybe this is WWE teasing a breakup between one of these three. The more obvious of it might be Bailey and Sasha, but they've been teasing that for a while and they haven't done it right. Miz and Morrison, they just lost the titles. I can't see them arguing over it. Uh, but another one that has not been teased but talked about amongst fans and you know other people that that cover pro wrestling is the new day now i don't think the new day should ever break up that's just me huh? nah i i don't know bro I, I feel like they shouldn't i feel like they shouldn't but in the time that we're in right now with the people that got cut uh the amount of talent that they can use at the moment 
They they have at their disposal. The singles bracket is not looking too, you know, not looking too good. So if they would split up the new day, that'll give them another segment to do. And something to lead into probably SummerSlam. SummerSlam is not being called off being at the TD Garden. So that right there, it's August 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. TD Garden sent out an email to their ticket buyers saying that, you know, they haven't had any message from WWE saying that the event is canceled. So as for now, the event is still going on. Yo, honestly, bro, I can see Big E getting a bigger push. Um, Woods coming back and tag, you know, continuing to tag with Cody. Cody, Kofi. Um, but man, you know, I want to see New Day go heel, like true heel, true darkness. Cut the rainbow bullshit out. I mean, they started. They started as heels. Yeah, I know you said that, but yeah, I mean, but like now. Now, I mean, it'd be nice, you know, a little, a little difference. But the thing is, that heel turn needs the crowd reaction, though, bro. Unless it's like something like real intimate, like if it's happening between them and let's say Big E turns on them, leaves them laying, like just the silence of not having a crowd there and just the image of him beating these, beating Kofi up because Kofi's the only one there for now. That, that could be a lasting image right there, you know? Right. Like without the crowd... It's not the same. It's not the same. It really isn't. Like I said, if it's between them and one of them turn heel, it might work with no crowd just because of, like, the relationship. Like I said, like, the the intimate factor. You know what I'm saying? But if it's them turning all together and, like, beating somebody, like, you got to have, like, that shock and awe from the crowd. Like, I can't believe the New Day is doing this. And then having that, that whole crowd just booing them. Word. That that would be crazy, you know. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. But I mean, let's see what happens. You know, it, it's just a, it seems like just a tease. If the hacker comes out of nowhere and you know uncovers something from somebody and puts it out there, then you know we could start talking to see where the fuck this shit going. Yo, so who's who's new? Do you think the hackers gonna leak next? I think it's gonna it's gonna be one of these three teams, bro. And I feel like it might go towards Sasha and uh, Bailey. Might uncover something, Bailey, because Bailey looks like the type that'll talk behind your back. <laughs> that, is, that bitch suspect, bro. Nah, but my question was, what nudes? Oh, like, what nudes? I thought you said what? <laughs> I didn't even hear the nudes part, bro. I thought you said who who he's gonna uncover next. He said what nudes? Oh my god! Not you, Bailey. I'm pretty sure, but uh, shit. I don't know, man. Maybe he'll go into somebody else in NXT. Maybe he'll go to a married couple and see Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Maybe Mandy. Oh, wow. Internet will break. Facts. <laughs> Homegirl got like 2 million people following her, bro. Internet will break. 
I mean, it's not like a hundred and something million like the Kardashians, but it's there. Nah, she's great. <laughs> I mean, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens, bro. But um, I thought for the end of the pod, uh, we could play some Federico. Excellent. You know, thought we'd play some uh, Fred the Godson for the people that are listening. If you don't know who Fred the God is, hopefully with this joint right here, you'll appreciate him. What you know joint what you going to play? God, this is so much, man. I was going through like Fred joints, bro. And I'm like, damn, he has so many joints, bro. He had this, I remember he did this joint, I think like two years ago with Gilly the Kid. It was pretty dope. Um, He did, yo, his freestyles were crazy, bro. I was hearing the joint he did on Flex last year, fire. So fire. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> that, he got uh, this joint with uh with Corey Guns. Oh, yeah. Loved. Yeah. The joint with Corey is fire. Jesus. Hey, he, had, he had joints. He had joints, B. Fred had joints. He was an man. amazing battle rapper. Yep. Yo, his, it's because the metaphors, bro. The metaphors were insane. In freaking insane, bro. Yeah, Fred was different, man. RIP once again. Right, man. Remember, he had joints with Vado and shit. Oh man. And that was that that was that crew, bro. Fred Vado. Um what's the other nigga from Harlem that oh Jay Mills. Jay Mills, yeah. Uh Jesus. Oh, <laughs> my name is Shay Davis and my guns go blam. <laughs> my nigga Shay Davis punch. Punch word. Oh my god. A lot, a lot of stuff, man. He did a lot of stuff with Jimmy, too. Yeah, he did a lot of shit with everybody, bro. Yeah, man. Diddy, Diddy loved that nigga. He did a lot of writing for Diddy. Yep. Ah, man. I'll definitely put something fire, man. Or maybe I'll just put that flex freestyle, bro. That people really hear him out. That'd be crazy. Word, do that. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna put the flex freestyle, bro. I think that's like him wrapped up all in one right there. Definitely. I think he was up there with Murder Mook. Nah, uh, that day, he was there with uh Jacquey, the the producer. Oh, Jacquees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the kid from Harlem. Jacque, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that up there, man. So everybody feel feel what we're talking about, man. But yeah, you already know. We out here, bruh. Another quarantine session. Another episode of the pod. Week six, bro. Hey Diablo. But it's all good, it's all good. But we creeping, we creeping on that two year show. When's that again? May what? 12th. It's in two weeks. Yeah, hopefully we outside, man. Yeah, it's in two weeks, kid. Two weeks, man. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, man. But yeah, man, another good show. Um, Yeah, we out here, bro. You already know. I'm ready to give this whole shit up. 
I'm done. I'm ready to go back. <laughs> I'm ready to go back to the office. I'm ready to be back outside. I'm ready to touch the people. You know what I'm saying? Like shits. Oh, and shits. You, yes. Uh, we got some new merch out there. If you guys following oh, us wow. on Twitter and Instagram, y'all might have seen we put up a new link. We put up new images of the shirt. It's out there. Got the Princess Alive and Valor joint. We got the Boyhood Dream, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12, restocks of the Pillman, restocks of the NWO, and we got that 20 by 20 logo tee for sale, baby. It's all out there, different flavors, different colors. Choose your own, choose wisely. If you want, choose more than one. <laughs> and shout out to everybody that actually purchased them today. Shout out to them. That that was amazing. I seen that we had, you know, it's not much, but I, I yo, listen, man, I, I fucking love every bit of it, man. It was six sales we got today, and that was love right there, bro. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for the support. Just goes back into what we're doing, and yeah, man, it is what it is. Wow, that's great, bro. Yeah, bro. Fire, man. That's what's up. But my brother, this was what episode one o two. Episode one o two. One o two. One o two of the twenty by twenty podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly. With your nigga with your man once again, man. Love who you love. Stay safe out here. Smoke heavy. Work hard, man. We out here, man. And shout out to Los Boricuas. <laughs> Shout out to Los Boricua, Shema Duro, Mangu Flesh. You already know, Teo Savio, what up? Patelio. Fred the Godson, Jaque, BX Harlem. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Earns, let's go, bro. <clears throat> ah. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. Fred! Let's do it. All right, Flex. Let's Love. go. Uh, we still strive for perfection. Shout out to New York. I like the direction. Woo! On the phone with my brother, he in correction. My bar's up. We'll always have a connection. <laughs> Glock for protection. Act big. Get your Coogee clap. Red dot him from the phone like it's Google Maps. Mm. You can rap, but I'm harder. Why I run up on your range? Turn it to Lil Wayne and give your car to five. <laughs> Part of my different delivery. That crack house in the Bronx is what it did to me. Fred! Now we let the bass cook, then show the white girl. So she'll network like Twitter and Facebook. Woo! It's my word, we had seven to scale. Used to work with a bird like Kevin McCall. You get it? Now you got the Zannies, Perks, and Oxycontins. Youngin' told me, Fred, it works. The block is rocking. <laughs> Who am I to tell them different? These rappers fall from nice. Who am I to tell the distance? <laughs> Hearing what you write, I don't know why you so persistent. Send me half your budget, I make it be of assistance. Yeah. Past bars I'm in, they call your girl Kim. Cause every time the car dash she in, what? word clips well. Two guns named Kelly and B, so it won't be a miss, chef. <laughs> Y'all can't be talking to me. After my show, I have to be forced in the V. Whoa. King of New York, Christopher walking in me. Uh. Biggie and Pun, both Christopher's walking in me. Uh. New body Tahoe, the block swerving Since March 9th, never did like them box of bourbon <laughs> Now you got something bright with high beams Or get a clear drop and call it the Vizine Yo. <laughs> What y'all looking for? 
Can't fret the God spit bars anymore. Ha! Let my flow sag down to the floor. Ha! Have y'all thinking about a metaphor? Now nah, flex, they don't want to hear it. They can't get near it, so they fed. So I'm riding on niggas who interfering. Won't stop till you pussies bleed. Praying, huh? Touching, I'm stopping. I'm like Chris Paul, I might clip it a rocket. <laughs> Lawyer paid then. Waving with battery, Radio Raheem and the Asians. Yeah. I do the right thing when I write things. Try and stay true, that's the right thing. Yeah. Watching CNN, that's my wife thing. I'm Nori, I'm bumping CNN while bagging up the white thing. Product of the ghetto though, the D's on our hills and we still let those go. <sighs> hills, notice I said stilettos. Still, law knows the pedal. <laughs> pedal to the metal, you in the race with the devil. Get you erased in that Louis, you in LV, I'm the rebel. Yeah. Arm um, yes, arm rest in the Buick. Might be the best that ever do it. Uh, where it goes then? I'm going to rap tours till you find a garage to put the rolls in. Uh. Tell your entourage I goes in. Shooters outside your aunt's garage, you owe him. Yeah. What you expect? Every shot of B silent. You in debt. In debt, the B is silent. And in the BX, we known for being valid. Clap that heat, everybody they gon' squeeze Like cheap ass seeds, everybody he knows bleed <laughs> We gon' see New York City, I want your flow need yeah. And know when the streets fuck with you And I never sold my soul, I can sleep comfortable uh. Get your pants credit, that blow, they keep coming through uh. Pay to your mother, it's clear Denise Huxtable Goldo writing again Why I wasn't on the cypher again I don't know, I just know not many rappers is nicer than him. Nah. I bring that metaphor life to the pen. I'm trying to win like Hurricane Matthew doing. Pill slow, I hurricane with Matthew doing. Woo. If it's about a dollar, you can hit me. New fill in my pocket, Monica Lewinsky. Blue bill. Hey, <laughs> tell me with the lick ring. Okay. Ooh, I'm riding in the 6B. Okay. Ooh. Before we get reported and Trump get us deported, Poppy, another brick, please. <laughs> another brick, please. Uh -huh. Let's go. Jack, another brick, please. Right. Like I said, another brick, please. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Another brick, please. A thousand Early grand. morning stove, like six something. Yeah. Break it down the O's, cause the strip bubble. Oh. It's fresh out the brick oven. I could put you on your feet or put you on the six up. Let's go. <laughs> Regardless, I'm the hardest. Artist ever as far as bars is cartridge at your cartilage. Uh-huh. This infrared light to turn a dark skin nigga to the debug. Who <laughs> wanted with me? My shooters carry two, four, fives like a quarter to three. Can't tell what I might spit. Like Pippin in Salt Lake City. I carry the mic sick. Oh. Up. Tell me what the link reads. I'm riding the six B. Right. Before we get reported and Trump get us deported, Poppy, another brick bling. Oh. Another brick, please. Uh. Yeah, another brick, please. Oh, uh, another brick, please. Yeah, uh, a thousand grams. With six rings, I'm drawing number one, two, three, four, five. Got six rings. Ah. He wore two, three, four, five. I spit king. Flow lazy, I say it ain't a big thing. Yeah. It's just the way I deliver the lyrics to a song. Maybe uh. I'm trying to flow like Christopher. While this is going on. <laughs> Y'all whole list is flowing wrong At random, my grandma, no man is seeing me I'm from a land where we plan to blame him and see I can manage to damage your amateur easily <laughs> Now watch your mouth like Jerome spoke Still move that dove like it's my own soul uh. Still talking that bass around grown folk Like I'm at the table with bad white and tone low <laughs> <laughs>
I get the pan on it. Like I'm in my apartment, I spray some pan on it. Put the grams on it. I rarely eat pork. I don't even like money with Abraham on it. <laughs> you know what it is. Fuck Club, Fred the God, John Quay, Harlem, BX. We here. Oh, God.